Welcome to the IT Teachers Summer Mini-Series, where Alicia and Haley share their knowledge of integrating technology into the classroom. With over 30 years of combined experience, the IT Teachers keep you up to date with the latest trends, share their experiences, and offer insight to help educators like you redefine your teaching to maximize student learning. Welcome to the IT Teachers Podcast, where we put the A in tech. I'm Alicia. And I'm Haley. And we are very excited to be with you today, right now. It's summer. We love the summer. We love the summer. And while we are, you know, thinking about um, how we're going to begin the new school year and just being refreshed, having this new start in mind, we're really excited to just roll out a few episodes this summer to help guide your uh, tech integration and your lesson planning. Yeah. And um, as you're reflecting on how you did last year, as far as your tech integration went, um, now is the time for you to start planning and fixing those things that didn't go so well and just kind of like tweaking all of the things that you would like to make better for next year. Yeah, I think I think this past year, you really can't compare it to anything else. And I think we were all surviving. I think it was a year of survival mm-hmm. and first and just, you know, dealing with uh, dealing with craziness. But now is a time where you can really, you know, tighten up your your um, planning and your lesson plans and your tech integration and your your entire year. And we're excited to help you do that. So thank you. Yeah, so we are going to talk to you about just kind of like getting your feet wet this summer and getting your next year's plans rolling slowly but surely. Um, So last episode, we asked you to change just that one assignment. So if you're still working on that or you've got it done or you want a little bit of input and kind of figuring out how to tweak it, uh, don't forget to reach out to us and we would love to work through it with you. We did actually, at the end of the year, um, Zoom with someone from... Yes, we did. Where, where was she from? She, I think somewhere in Pennsylvania. She needed help with her end-of-the-year data. So we Zoomed with her, screen-shared, showed her what we had for Google uh, Google Sheets and everything. It was pretty cool. It was really neat to, to hear from a few people that had reached out to us, emailed us. Uh, so it was cool. We got some feedback, and we really appreciate that from you yes, guys. Yes, thank you. So over the last nice couple... to meet everybody. Yes, thank you. And thank you for supporting us and listening and uh, and everything. So we're excited. Um, and you have kept us refueled, you know, fueled. Yes, we're ready to keep going. Refueled, fueled, <laughs> whatever you call it. So, um, all right. So we have a few episodes coming up this summer. We're looking forward to having some really awesome conversations. We have... Um, we have a reading specialist Yay. lined up, so that's exciting. Uh, and we have an episode that we're, we're li- just going to highlight all of our favorite tech tools and give you like a quick uh, snapshot of our, our favorite tech tools that you might want to, you know, choose from, uh, you know, give you kind of a menu of options right. um, and that you can easily integrate into your curriculum. So if you're looking for some new stuff or if you want to stick with some things that you've tried, uh, you know, that's fine with us, but we're excited to support you with that. So again, reach out to us. Yeah, and we'll help you out. Um, so first thing is, don't forget about common curriculum. We did talk about this earlier, I think in our first season maybe, um, but it's one of those great programs that you can use to keep yourself organized and to do some lesson planning uh, using different templates. Again, that's common curriculum dot com and 
It's a really great program because although you can keep yourself organized, you can also share your plan book with your co-teacher or your evaluator. Special ed teacher. Your special ed, you know, support staff, whoever it is. And um, you can, you know, work in all of your differentiation ideas in there and people, you can just be on kind of the same page um, maybe with your grade level partner so everybody kind of knows what's what's what in your classroom common um, yeah common curriculum is is literally like a lesson plan book online uh, and so it allows you to really uh, if you have a few different preps uh, and you wanted to you know organize it that way color code things stuff like that um, it's really neat so we'll have a link right in the um, in the write-up for this podcast right. so that you could click that so and again so if you're if you're just planning out your year next year even if it's just really skeletal at this point um that would be a great place to house it yeah all of your all of your ideas and then you can kind of look at the year at a glance so if you wanted to plug in your units you know you could put your six weeks or whatever have you know whatever have you have there um and your assessments you can plug in and things that you know you have coming up, you know, if you have any kind of benchmark assessments. and um, we, we actually have a whole podcast we did. I think it's um, in our first like five or six episodes mm-hmm. uh, where we talked about common curriculum. But check it out. It's pretty neat. Um, and I think also while you're planning, um, you know, I think it's important to think about and we had mentioned, you know, in, integrating uh, one tech tool into, you know, one of your units or assessments. And I think it might be neat if you kind of thought about what you want to accomplish with the students, what are your goals, and then set some goals. Maybe even if it's one goal for each quarter, um, if you're a high school teacher, something that you're teaching the kids, take a look at the ISTE standards Mm -hmm. and take a look at the different, um, levels of, uh, tech integration and see what, you know, see if you can, maybe plug in some really, really important tech uh, education for your students. Right. And now that you've had a couple years of um, getting your feet wet and the students have been using technology a little bit more maybe than they had in the past, um, now is the time for you to really hone in on those things that have been working well for you and make sure that your students next year are going to be able to – get right to work with those different programs. If you haven't already checked out the ISTE website, it's iste.org, and we'll link that up too in our podcast um, notes, but it stands for International Society for Technology and in Ed- Education, and basically they have standards for students, educators, uh, educational leaders, coaches, all kinds of things here, and they're really, really neat because it kind of focuses your, uh, your goals. So say you wanted to have one technology goal for, uh, you know, every quarter if you're a high school teacher like, um, or, or, or maybe every month, you know, if you're a middle school teacher or something like that, um, where you can kind of look at the standards and say, oh, okay, you know what, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at the uh, empowered learner or the innovative designer and then, and then give the students something where you, you fashion it so that they're, they're hitting that standard and, and it, it is helping students to get to know the technology and be empowered by it and, and, and use it in a way where, you know, they're a 21st century learner where they're creating something or they're choosing something or they're owning their learning. Yeah, and a lot of those standards, you know, you don't have to be doing them in isolation and a lot of them overlap with the things that you're already doing. Whatever your standards are, 
um, if you're using Common Core or just the state standards or whatever you're doing, they will match up in some way with your curriculum, I promise you. And right. another really cool thing about them is they align really well with you know executive functioning skills that the students need. Mm-hmm. And those executive functioning skills now um, really match up with everything the students need to be able to do using technology. Yeah. Um, so organization is an executive functioning skill, right? And that used to be like, all right, kids, empty your backpacks out and let's organize your folders. But now it's, all right, kids, open up your Google Drive and let's organize your folder. So don't think of those standards as being like, okay, now I need to teach technology. Right, You're in isolation. integrating technology into the things that you've been previously doing. It just needs right. to look a little bit different. Right, and they do. The, everything aligns and everything sort of goes hand in hand. So, you know, and, and I'm just thinking also, like when you were talking, you know, a lot of us give students a choice for perhaps a creative assignment. So, you know, maybe they choose to create a podcast, an episode or something like that. Um, so you, that would be the standard... Uh, creative communicator, you know, so everything aligns and it goes kind of hand in hand. But the neat thing too on the iste.org website, when you look at it, is it it lets you see videos of the standards uh, in the classroom and different samples and things like that. So that might give you some ideas for when you do want to um, maybe add another option or add um, a tech tool in to your curriculum. Yep. But yeah. And it just makes your teaching that much more dynamic. Um, and again, if you're using Common Curriculum, that they have all the options to pick the standards, and IST standards are in there too. So, yeah. Um, and again, that's a way just to keep yourself organized and feel like you're hitting those different things that the students will ultimately need, regardless of your content area. And it just makes you this really, really dynamic, uh, you know, 21st century teacher where, you know, you, you yeah. So. You're going to look good. You're going to look awesome. And you're going to feel great. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, you know, um, but you you don't want to overwhelm the curriculum. Uh, You know, um, maybe even, you know, what I was thinking, Haley, we were talking about this earlier is um, I know I keep a lot of my um, bills, passwords, uh, all my usernames and things like that on a Google Doc, you know, and so I keep a list. So maybe even, you know, one of those days where you want to, take a day, a month or whatever the case may be and, and work and let kids kind of target something, have them make a Google doc and put all their different websites on there. They could even type the website in and click the link. I know a lot of schools use, um, clever. Yes. You know, so that's great. But if you're using, say, a few different uh, websites like commonlit.org and Membian, Khan Academy, you might want to just have a kid in, in the Google Doc have just kind of a, a bookmarks there, or they can bookmark, I guess. There are many ways to stay organized. So whatever works. Um, yeah. Or you you could even have a Google Doc that you um, pin to your Google Classroom right. with those links. Yeah. Absolutely, like a materials. Yeah, so whatever option. works for you. You know, there's no right or wrong way to organize your classroom. Um, it's what works for you. But whatever you pick. Stick with it. Stick with it. Stick with it. Um, and again, this is the best time to start thinking about it because students are going to enter your classroom in September or maybe early August or late August and they want some structure and it's easy to start off well organized. It's not easy to like change everything, you know, midway through. So technology, is that it? Technology for the 21st century. Bye-bye.
The IT teachers are educators who want to share their knowledge of integrating technology in the 21st century. Visit our website at www.theitteachers.com and join our PLN or sign up to be a guest on our show. We hope to hear from you. All right, Google Forms. Google Forms are a great way to get your classroom started uh, in the beginning of the year. So, and now is a great time to start making those forms. So everything that you used to send home, you know, contracts for parents or contracts for students, um, signing out a textbook or a book in the beginning of the year. Go paperless. I'm, I have been using uh, Google Forms. So what's your name? What's your book number? What's the condition? Easy peasy. But if you have all those set up for all the texts you know you're going to be handing out this year. And you can even link it up into your, you can even create your Google Classroom, link it up. And then what you can do is once you kind of structure out your Google Classroom, you can copy your Google Classroom. So if you're a high school teacher and you have, you know, four American Lit classes, copy it out. You can use that, the bones of that for, you know, for everything. So, um, you know, distribution list for parents. Right. And start now. The, the other thing is, you know, at the end of last year, I sent out to one of the honors cohort that I teach, along with one other grade level partner, um, we sent out our website. We do this each year. We send out the link to our honors website and the students and the parents have access to that website all year and there's just things on there that they're going to continue to use like their syllabus the letter home about summer reading their independent reading projects all that stuff is front-loaded ready for them to go so that they can look at it whenever they want to over the over the summer and kind of get ready for what's going to be coming and um so maybe if they know they're reading A Raisin in the Sun, they might want to get a head start on it. And I think that's totally great. Yeah. Um, and the parents also are ready to go. They know what text we're going to be reading, what supplemental materials. So if they want to get a head start this summer and read before their kids read so that they can help them throughout the school year, um, now is a good time to think about that. What do you want your students to know before they get to your classroom? If you're an elementary school teacher or a middle school teacher and you have, you know, requirements, your students need a three-ring binder or you want them to have a pack of markers with them or whatever, put that stuff out there um, mm-hmm. and let everybody get prepared. So maybe they come to school on the first day with their glue sticks instead of you have to like <laughs> wait, a, you know, a week or two. Does everybody have their highlighters or yeah, or whatever the case Does may anybody be. really cut and paste like <laughs> physically anymore though? I think yeah. so. I mean, not, <laughs> yeah, you know, no. Maybe not at the high school, but. Yeah. But I was thinking too, you know, a lot of, a lot of kids get their schedules in August. So, you know, I mean, if you have your stuff and, uh, and can send out that letter or um, there can be a link, you know, um, to something where you have a letter perhaps with links in it, you know, and stuff like that, um, that would be really helpful to have prepared so that you, you, you hit the ground running, you know, um, you know, you can, you can have parents sign up for your email blasts prior to the school year if you wanted, um, if you do anything like that. And I think just starting to think about, you know, that beginning of the year stuff will allow you to focus more on, your clientele when you get your, you know, get your classes and uh, can have to kind of um, look at the students and what, what your caseload is and whatnot. Right. Um, um, and this might be also a good time for you to uh, post or send out your information about netiquette, which is how to behave online, 
Um, so again, that every student maybe is able to have a conversation with their parent or guardian about, you know, what's appropriate for school. And um, of course, you'll go over that again when you see them in person. But just again, front loading that information, you know, there are these expectations and um, getting your students ready for what they can expect from you. And that might be in your syllabus. It could be, which you could also send out to them ahead of time. Right. And so just to, to kind of circle back to the beginning of what we were talking about with uh, the ISTE standards, the technology standards, you know, one of the standards is, um, you know, surrounding di- being a good digital citizen. So that's, you're hitting that already, you know, and so really, um, you know, this, this is how when we are on a shared document or when we're posting so, so-and-so, you know, this is not acceptable. This is, you know, telling students, you, you have to tell them everything. You have to be so explicit with everything, you know. Right. Um, and again, if you are interested in looking at that netiquette or um, like Alicia was talking about, any of those standards, that commonsensemedia.org is a great site for parents and yes. teachers and students. Yeah. Um, and there's a bunch of stuff on there for education, but there's also um, parents might be interested in there's common sense does reviews of a bunch of movies. Any new movies that come out, they say, you know, if it's appropriate for this age group or not appropriate or what students can learn from different texts or whatever it is. Um, and they offer a lot of great information on commonsensemedia.org. Yeah. And Google also has a lot of, of uh, support for, for all these different types of things, too. So you don't have, when we say to, you know, integrate a piece of technology every, uh, you know, into your curriculum, um, you know, even if you wanted to show something or uh, find a video or a how-to video or a Google support, you know, you can, you can literally, when we have, we have um, the link as well, you know, you can go to Google and they have so much information. They have letters you, that you could send home to parents that, you know. Right, like uh, form e- emails so that you don't forget anything. Right, right. So it's pretty it's pretty incredible what you, what you have at your fingertips. You do not have to reinvent the wheel. You do not have to be overwhelmed. Just look in our podcast notes and we'll link some stuff up there. Um, and, you know, you just have to basically, pay, you know, place it into your year and plan and plan for that. Um, but if you don't plan for it, you know, a few months goes by and you realize, oh, I, I didn't I didn't go over my norms for this or, you know, oh, my kids don't know how to have a conversation or you're trying to run a Socratic seminar and they're all over the place because you didn't put those, uh, you know, those um, those boundaries in place. or and, and why do we know about all these things? Like, why is it so important to organize and because we've all made the mistake of not <laughs> yeah. doing it ahead of time. So. Um, again, it's the summer, and if you have a little bit of time, now is the time to start. Again, if you reflect on those things that didn't go so well last year, yeah. see, see where you can um, kind of fix things up. And we all know, you know, I mean, I think I was getting new students up until the last, mm-hmm. uh, you know, up until May. Um, right. But, you know, you get new students in, you have to kind of finagle the, sc- uh, the schedule, who's moving from. So the more structure that you have in place um, for your curriculum and your you're running your own show and you're confident with that, the easier it's going to be to deal with all of those other, uh, you know, curveballs that, you know, everybody's going to throw you right. daily. So, again, making a website that your students can use per class, per level, whatever, however you teach, um, 
that website will always be alive and you can tweak it from year to year, but it's going to make your beginning of the year steps so much you know, easier and more streamlined when you, know, you work on it this summer and then next year, all you have to do is change the date. <laughs> or add it, upgrade a couple of different things and yeah. you don't have to put all that work into it. Um, and if you just do a little bit at a time, it's going to really make your life so much easier. The other thing is um, you might want to open, you know, your Google Drive and create a new folder and call it beginning of the year and put all those forms in there, all the book forms and mm-hmm. all the distribution lists or, you know, forms or whatever it is that you're going to use year to year mm-hmm. and keep yourself organized. And then you could just, again update the dates, update, you know, your curriculum. If it changes over, you know, the course of the year or whatever the case may be, um, yeah. you're ready to go year after year. You don't have to find that dusty piece of paper in the, in the you know, in the, <laughs> yeah. in the filing cabinet that you forgot you even had and you have one last copy of it. It's If it's in your Google Drive, you'll have it forever. And if it's organized, it's going to be yeah. so much easier to use. Yeah, I used to, I used to always... I actually was just telling one of my colleagues, I said, you have all these books in here or something. And I said, I I used to take the literature book and rip out the stories and put them into a PDF online. So I always had them. So if I was teaching, you know, whatever the case, whatever the 10 page story was, I had a PDF of it. Um, And and I didn't have to do it when I was, you know, when I was about to teach it, because it's just so much work. So if you can create those PDFs, even if it's just taking a picture of your questions and putting it into a folder. So say you have, say you teach, uh, you know, a science unit every year and you have these particular handouts, you know, you take pictures of them and then put it in the, um, in that, I don't know what a science topic would be, uh, you know, atoms, you know, put it in a folder, <laughs> um, you know, so the more organized you are, the easier, you know, obviously you can access everything. So let's just do a quick recap. Cause I do feel like we're telling you, you all a lot of information. Well, not a lot of information, but we don't want to, um, we don't want to overwhelm you, but the first couple things. So first we just said, um, basically, you know, use co- a common curriculum to maybe plan or, I mean, or not, but figure out a way where you can structure out your year and structure out your units and then, um, maybe integrate some technology in, in there. Um, maybe add, you know, look at the ISTE standards right. also just, just for the heck of it and see, uh, you know, if maybe you already hit on some of those things, um, think about your beginning of the year stuff that, uh, is, is important. Maybe make a folder, put some of those things in there, Google forms, uh, for your students to fill out, uh, other sorts of syllabus, things like that. Right. And we're going to add one more thing. Yeah. So, you know, when you, if you do set up, your- I didn't want to just add it, you know, I, I wanted know, to just, I, I want to make it sound like we are just, this is easy as pie. It is easy as pie. <laughs> it, when, um, you're thinking about setting up your Google classrooms for next year, um, Put all those programs in that your students are going to need to sign up for on the first day and just have them sign up, you know, and get them ready for it. So sign into their, put their Membean code in there and and give them their access key. And the other thing that's really important about that is um, when you do have students enrolling into your classes throughout the year or throughout the month or whatever the case may be, they'll always have that link to to their class token or whatever um, for each of those programs that are in your classroom that you use daily. Um, 
Or weekly. Or weekly or whatever the case is. I keep saying whatever the case may be because I know we're all in different positions. But um, if you're organized, your students will be organized too. And you can quickly like upload kids to your classroom um, and just say, you know, sign into this, this, and this. And it's all in that part of Google Classroom in the topic called first day of school or the topic called tech tech links tech links or whatever it is and you know just to kind of piggyback off of that and uh we i had said this to you earlier i know like you guys use membian but if you do use the majority of whatever you use kids can sign in with their google right uh, single sign on yeah it's a single sign on so it's not like they have to remember the password they just have to remember the link and personally what i would do and I had mentioned putting all the um, websites into a Google Doc. That might be good for the teacher, but I would take I would take a class period, and I would literally just have them bookmark, uh, show them right. the bookmarks. Yeah. Even teachers. Show me the bookmarks. Show me the bookmarks. <laughs> Even teachers. I said I showed them, and they didn't have the bookmarks up. And he's like, oh, he's like, oh, I didn't know how to make them appear. I always click the uh, other bookmarks. I'm like, no, no, no. Your quick, your your easy access one links are right at the top there and you click them all the time right the things you learn that make your life easier Mm -hmm. um and there's so many other things that you can start looking at now i know sel is a big big deal and as our students are kind of figuring out who they are and where they are falling and uh, you know getting in tune with themselves again as as learners in the classroom um there's been just an influx of sites that are ready to help students with their social and emotional learning. Yeah. And Castle, C-A-S-E-L, is a great site um, if you want to look for some lessons and some standards that you can follow to integrate those kinds of lessons into your classroom. And many of those are also easy to use with technology. And I think it's nice to... Um just even a couple times a week or, you know, you can use the SEL stuff as um, sort of a classroom management tool. So when the kids come in, uh, what I did a few times, it depends, it depends, but some, I would put a um, Google slide up and they have these Google slide shows with all these like memes on them. So one might be Star Wars, one might be, you know, all basketball players. So if it was March Madness, I would show that. And it might be a Friday or Thursday. And I just wanted to kind of take a take a temperature. I had I was teaching high school kids, so I would show them and then I would say comment on here, you know, what number are you? And I noticed they are all putting, you know, <laughs> Number one, which is like this guy that's just shaking his head and they're just they're, they're tapped out. You know, I'm like, all right, why did you say that? And they're like, we had we had SATs this and that and, you know, or whatever. <laughs> but, you know, just to maybe a tool to to take a temperature of your class. Uh, you could use those slide slides or something like that or one slide you could post. Um, but it's pretty neat. I don't know if you guys have ever seen those before. Have, did you you know what I'm talking about? I I've used them um, in professional developments my yeah. like leaders have put those up before and you know asked have, us, like lego guys who, who yeah. are you and yeah and there's yeah. all the different things to choose from but with all numbers yeah. um you know that social emotional learning it seems like this big thing and it is um but it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to mean that you're you know trying to fix the kid in that period you know yeah. if they're number one today doesn't mean by the end of the class they're going to be a 10 i mean that's not right uh that's not what we're going for here but it is good to just check in and let them know that um, you're, 
you're you know you're thinking about them you're a human and right. you care about them and yeah you know and also there are times throughout the year that kids or they feel overwhelmed or you might notice that most of the class uh you know responds in one way and there's one kid that responds in a different way and maybe you you know that's kind of on your radar and at the end of class you say hey uh, kevin you know you're all right? right so you know check check in nice routine check-ins are really good right now, obviously. You know, I know a lot of teachers are like, oh, I hate the social emotional stuff and everything, but it is important and it is important to support these kids right now because it's been a hell of a year this past year. So who knows what we're going into, you know, um, hopefully much brighter skies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but so those sites that, again, that C-A-S-E-L is a great site. And if you're Mm -hmm. thinking about like icebreakers, kill two birds with one stone. I love birds don't kill birds, but um, the... It might be a good place for you to pick up unless a cool, they're angry birds. A cool, yeah, unless they're angry birds. Um, pick up a cool uh, icebreaker on that site where you're feeling comfortable using it, um, and you're hitting that social emotional stuff. And it is also um, probably going to be tech, which we love. Does common sense media have any of that too? They probably yeah, do. They probably do. Um, they have everything. They do have everything. Well, we're in a time right now where we need everything, and you know. It is, it's, uh, it's important, you know, it's important to support these kids every day. And, and I think we're in a unique time where it's not, we're not just looking to educate these, these students, these young learners in, in one way. We're trying to educate them to be 21st century learners. We're trying to educate them so that they're able to use technology independently and be positive, you know, powerful communicators and in, in person, as well as in a Zoom meeting, as well as on an email. I mean, these are things that our teacher ancestors didn't have to to think about. You know, it was just yeah. kind of like one way. And now we have so many things that we need to incorporate into our classrooms. We have yeah. social emotional learning. We know it's so important. We know that they need to be able to use technology. We know that they need to be able to think independently and critically and all these other things that, you know, maybe it was a little bit different before. So it feels very overwhelming, but there are so many great resources that kind of integrate all of those things into one. And again, if you just pick pick your path and, and kind of stick with it and add little tidbits here and there when something pops up, um, I think you'll be in good shape. You know, and you're talking and I just, um, honestly, I have to just say educators today are, it's a whole different uh, caliber, a whole different um, job description than it was mm-hmm. and I was talking to somebody at a, at a kid's birthday party today and, and I said oh yeah I remember my sister played soccer with uh, with this girl she was the best all state all everything the, the, the girl got a scholarship to division one everything and the lady said to me oh you don't even know how good her daughters are I'm like well I mean you know yeah it's it's 2022 but I mean back in the day she was the best, you know? And so everything is at a different level right now. And I don't know if my story makes sense to what I'm saying, but basically our kids are creating, uh, you know, they are innovative, global, you know, creators of, of, of everything. I mean, they're making apps, they're, they're doing incredible things and we don't want to, to be a disservice to them of not providing them with opportunities to create in our classroom, you know, and to give them, uh, options and, and, and give them, uh, tools, you know, and, and stuff. And so, 
you know, even when you're reading a, a novel and, 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 um, and discussing it, you know, you always want to challenge them, challenge them, but, but take it to the next level and use that technology to, uh, to challenge them and to empower them and to, um, you know, give them a, a, a canvas to create, you know? Yeah. And it's interesting because, I do understand that, you know, these, these people that we grew up with, yeah, they were all Americans, but how many people were really playing those sports and there weren't full time, right? These, there weren't these Olympic development teams and, and premier leagues and all this for female athletes. I mean, there weren't. And now you said global, I mean, our students, your students are going to be fighting for jobs in the workplace against people from all over the world yeah it's not just like in your one little town it's now all over the world especially with people working from home now i mean if they want to get a job yeah they're gonna have to be able to beat the person in canada who's a little bit better than they are well i mean it's crazy and along with that you know we used to now that i think about you know being a a high school athlete and college even you know we used to get newspapers and we used to be in the newspaper and now it's online everything is online everything is shared everything is shared through social media or you know um you know broadcasted with on whatever uh platform and it that's it also comes with a lot of stress you know it comes with a lot of um, a lot of pressure on these kids. You know, again, I don't mean to keep talking about my daughter, but she's in kindergarten and she knows all about student of the month. She knows all about the B bucks or whatever is at her, you know, the, the, the bar is high for these kids and the kids that care and the kids that want to, you know, um, please their parents or whatever the case may be. Um, there's a lot of pressure on them. And I think that's why it's really, really important as educators for us to, um, to keep that balance of, of being in tune with them and what they're going through at, at whatever time right. and whatever day. Because it yeah. can be definitely overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, well, we hope that you enjoyed uh, some of our guidance here. And we really look forward to our conversation next week with uh, our reading specialist. We're going to talk. Yeah, we're going to talk about summer reading. All right. We're sorry again to you science and math people, but we're going to talk about summer reading because that's something I have a like, uh, well, I actually have a very thick math math thick math packet. Uh, It's like a book that I have to go through. So maybe I'll take a look at that too. But we're going to have our reading specialist on. Uh, We're also going to just, just rattle off all kinds of tech tools for you guys. So all you listeners that are techies out there that want some new tools that we highly recommend, uh, stay tuned for our summer mini uh, series. Yeah. Gotta knock your socks off. Well, knock them off. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for listening. And we are the IT Teachers. Thank you for listening to the IT Teachers Summer Mini Series. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please visit us at www.vitteachers.com to make your classroom awesome. Send us a message and join our PLN. This episode is produced by the IT Teachers. You can listen to us on your favorite podcast player. Our theme song is by Infraction.